1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me and Scott this week on Friday or Thursday at 5 p.m. to get in on the action. Uh, we'll talk trade deadline, Mantha's departure, all that good stuff at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Got a good show for you guys today. The Red Wings swept. Carolina we've got some aftermath you guys like that oh, yeah well, that, was, Anthony good. Anthony that was good uh, a lot of broken hearts a lot of new beginnings lots of smiles from Anthony Mantha in practice this morning we'll get to all that plus an interview with Amy Rothenberger from Lockdown Caps to talk about what the Red Wings are getting in Jacob Verana and potentially Richard Panic too I feel bad just completely leaving him out of the equation so we did ask a couple questions about him I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi with me today I've got Detroit sports encyclopedia, uh, Detroit Twitter staple, co-host of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, host of the Bentley show, Scotty Bentley, Scotty Bentley. What's going on, buddy?
2: It's going, man. Yeah, the uh, the interview with, uh, with her was awesome. We got to kind of pick her brain about who we got. And uh, yeah, so that's always fun. And uh, with us actually in the flesh today, no post-production cut in, there he is, <laughs> producer Brian.
3: How's it going guys? I'm happy to be here and I am always, always, always happy to introduce host of the Locked On Red Wings podcast and Detroit beat writer, Nolan Bianchi. Gotta hype it up as much as possible because that's just how awesome this man is.
1: I love this. I just love the idea of like somebody <laughs> listening to one of these episodes for the first time and then just immediately being like, all right, I've had enough. You know, like, oh, this is and just immediately <laughs> shutting it off. Counts uh, as so a listen. Red... Counts as a listen. It's fine. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Counts as, like... as a download. All pe- uh, right. So the Redway Red complete. Our <laughs> sweep of the Carolina Hurricanes on Monday night after a tumultuous trade deadline day, uh, they are now if this was a seven-game series, would have beaten the Carolina Hurricanes. They're 4-3 and against Carolina this season, feeling good, feeling great. Adam Ernie, the star of both games, Uh, but most importantly last night, he scores the 20,000th goal in Detroit Red Wings history, and I don't know if there was ever a more appropriate distinction for our pal Adam Ernie than what he did on Monday night by by scoring the first goal uh, to open the game there
2: it was beautiful you literally could not have written a better script it it was unbelievable it was perfect the twenty thousand on top of it seeing the graphic that they made and adam ernie just as like the like the big one in the middle like 20k you got all these like hall of favors and like red wings lore then there's adam ernie baby 20k oh it's it's Everything about the moment was incredible.
3: And Moore so tried to rob us of that moment too. He challenged it for offsides. I honestly yeah. thought it was going to come back too, but no, it, so did the we. call stood and 20,000 20, franchise goals for the Detroit Red Wings. Thanks to Adam Ernie. All thanks Adam to Adam Ernie. All 20, and
1: on top of that, like this was just a continuation <clears throat> of the heater that he has been on. He now leads the Detroit Red Wings in goals scored. Stands this alone. Season. Stands alone. Uh, and in the third period on Saturday also had a pretty massive impact. He scores uh, essentially what ends up being the the tying goal that sends things to overtime. It goes to a shootout. It's like seven shooters in and guess whose name is called guess who finishes it off. It's Adam Ernie, the, the third successful attempt out of 14 shooters. You, you're getting to the point, honestly, where uh, you know, you know how like when big sports moments happen and then, Like people are like, you couldn't write a script like this, or, you know, something will happen in a movie where it's like too obviously like it's obnoxiously, like according to a script, that's what Adam Ernie's run right now is you could not write this Hollywood script. I don't think you would want to write this Hollywood script because in the grand scheme of things, it's not that uh, consequential, but nevertheless, uh, uh, just at every turn, he continues to not only like be somebody who helps the Red Wings keep chugging along but he also gets the shootout winner, gets the third crucial third period goal. And he and he comes right back on Monday and opens up the scoring with a gorgeous move. Like these are not that was not a, uh, you know, he was waiting on the doorstep, got a lucky bounce. Like he took that puck from his own zone, skated it up the ice and threw a nasty backhand uh, over the shoulder to to kind of get that one in that.
2: Unbelievable, and and like you said, the, the craziest thing was the the shootout, and everyone just kept missing, and it was just miss and miss and miss and miss. We were in like round seven or eight, and everybody on Twitter is like, "Where is Adam Ernie? He should have been like the first one out. He should have been before Larkin. He should have got the opportunity. Let Ernie win it." And sure enough, I what you,
3: does he do? You got incredible. Give him mad props for that breakaway goal too. You you mentioned it, Nolan, but. I didn't know he had that kind of speed, and I definitely did not know he had that kind of backhander in his arsenal. Where has this been his entire career? I mean, when we traded, when the Detroit Red Wings traded for him last year, I was like, I don't really know how to feel about this trade. We gave up a draft pick for just an all right dude. He's come alive this this season here, and I this stretch for Adam Ernie, he's in the right spot, in the right position at every moment. I think I saw his shooting percentage right now is nineteen percent. I think the <laughs> league average is very like 10. sustainable. Oh yeah. Very Very sustainable. sustainable. It's just incredible. You got to like it when you got to just Red Wing, we needed something as Red Wings fans this season and Adam Ernie is giving it to us. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And like you anticipate something like this flaming out, but like here we are with uh, 12 games left in the season and uh, has not been the case so far. I think the main difference is he's, he's just playing with confidence. It's so Mm. obvious watching him play that he's playing with confidence because he's not just the beneficiary of good plays like he's creating opportunities for himself and we go back to like one of the first goals that he scored this season where it was like Datsuki and 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 that kind of really set it all off and so if you're looking at it like man like this guy time and time again is not is you know creating opportunities for himself making uh, great individual efforts how unsustainable is it with that shooting percentage probably you know there will be a comeback down to earth moment but uh, nevertheless, good on Adam Ernie. Jonathan Bernier was extremely on last night. I think what do you have? Thirty six saves, uh in the win. Thirty seven saves on thirty eight shots in that win over Carolina. Another good game. Like uh, kind of boring through the first two periods, but both teams were getting chances, and the Red Wings just come out in the third and win the third period three to one, win the game three to one, and uh, here we are going on to to play Spoiler against the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday and hopefully Saturday as well. Uh, Phillips Adina, also another guy that we got to throw out there. Uh, Scott, you mentioned the other day he's been getting a lot more ice time and he's been taking advantage of it. Always fantastic to see Zadina score goals. Uh, there's just not a, a bigger electric factory uh, when he puts the puck in the back of the net.
2: Yeah, no, he, uh, he I mean, especially yesterday, right? Um, I, I mean, he got no mantha he he had the second most minutes on the team i think he had almost 21 minutes of ice time only behind larkin so um and and he netted a goal he got an assist the game before i mean he, he's looked a lot better the last few games for sure and we we you know the advanced metrics war as i'm starting to corrupt <laughs> nolan more and more uh is uh does not like zadina very much so it's nice to see him a get more opportunities because i think situational kind of just like like we were mad earlier in the year about him never closing out games and stuff. Um, I, I think just situationally getting him more ice time and more opportunities will make him grow more as a player. And I think we're already kind of seeing that over the last couple of games.
3: Uh, yeah. And you know how I brought up like Ernie's shooting percentage being 19? Zadina's is the opposite. His shooting percentage right now is 5.3, which is drastically beneath the league average. It was only a matter of time and you could see it when he celebrated like it felt like that monkey was off his back. He deserved that goal. It was a beautiful goal and it's been a long time coming. Hopefully he can just start to build on this confidence he seems to be getting. Also fun fact, and I don't want to derail you here, but the assists on that goal, it was a first round pick from another assisted by a first round pick, assisted by another first round pick. So that was a nice little little anecdote from that goal that three first round picks for the Red Wings were all involved in in on that.
1: Well, and uh, I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because Michael Rasmussen also deserves some props. He was there on the setup for both of the first two goals uh, in last or in Monday night's game. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday in Monday night's game, and I mean we've talked about it, we we've touched on it a little bit, but um, sooner or later we'll probably have to do like a little bit more of a deep dive on Michael Rasmussen because he, you know, for all the criticism that Detroit has got for not playing its kids and for putting old guys in the lineup, Michael Rasmussen. Is a guy who has not come out of the lineup. He's been there. Um, he's slowly gotten better. And, and it was nice to see that kind of uh come together with a two assist performance in the third period last night as well. So uh he keeps it going as well. Bill, Mark, and I also thought has been uh it was pretty good over the weekend. He had a goal on Saturday night and assist on Monday night. Um, and uh well, he's kind of sad on top of it all. Uh so, so we'll we'll get to that in the next segment. Sure. We have some Some Larkin sad boy quotes, but first I got to talk to the folks about Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. It's the first social audio app made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We will be hosting a room for Lockdown Red Wings once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. I know I I say that, and then we end up not doing one, but today, this this Thursday, 5 o'clock, we'll be there. We'll be talking to you guys. We'll be there to interact. Uh, it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. you also have a chance to chat with me, Scott, Ethan, and maybe even producer B Fish, depending on what he's got going on that day, uh, through our Locker Room conversation, So be sure to join us Thursday at 5 p.m., Go download the Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the Red Wings group for the latest updates. Follow us at Red Wings to be notified when our room goes live because I know you won't want to miss it. We're planning to be live, like I said, Thursday, 5 o'clock, and I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the big trade. See you guys there at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Also going to talk to you guys today about Built Built, Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, And with their six new amazing flavors, they're even better than ever before. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, lemon almond cheesecake. That's my dude right there. Carrot cake and apple almond crisp. All of them, though, all of their 18 delicious flavors i think they might have probably have more now given the way that the, the built bar bracket worked i mean uh goodness gracious we had the the elite eight uh like three weeks into the competition so there, whatever your your bag is there's something for everybody on built bar the best part is no matter what flavor you get all the bars are covered in 100 chocolate all of the bars are soft and easy to chew and all of the bars are great for the health conscious guy or gal you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat the bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for The keto diet. So go to builtbar.com right now and use our promo code lock15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is promo code lock15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Here's Ernie busting through Adam Ernie right in scores. Adam Ernie, it's Port of Frey, Detroit. He's got his 10th goal of the season. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, boys, segment two here at Locked On Red Wings, doing a little bit of uh, weekend recapping slash, uh, you know, doing a little bit of trade aftermath talk. And, uh, yes, everybody was very, very happy to get the win over Carolina on Monday night, but you could tell they were playing – with heavy hearts, we got a uh, quote here from Dylan Larkin.
4: It was shocking. Uh, I woke up from my nap and uh, you know looked on my phone and he had texted me and and um, you know it it uh, it hurt. It, it was it was hard. Uh, we've been together for a long time and we've kind of grown up together and and we still have a lot of growing to do. But uh, you know he's one of my best friends in, in life and. Um, you know, we, we rely on each other a lot, you know, like, like, uh, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi and, and Robbie Fabry and and every guy in our locker room, you know, he's, he's a big part of our locker room. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, that's the end of our, our friendship and, and I wish him all the best and I hope he gets a great opportunity there. But, um, you know, it, it's part of the pro hockey and part of the business where you have to say goodbye to friends or not a goodbye, but a, a see you later. And, And, uh, you know, wishing the best, you know, it was was, was pretty tough today. Uh,
1: So that right there just kind of makes you makes you a little bit sad, brings you back down to earth. And uh, I think this is an important reality check uh, or not reality check, but just an important, I guess, perspective to have while everybody celebrates, you know, shipping Anthony Mantha out of town. I touched on it yesterday. Like there is an element to it that is sad, not just for the fan base, but for the guys uh, inside the locker room as well yeah
2: for sure and and i think uh we kind of talk about it um in the interview with uh lockdown caps but like those like they've been together for a, for a minute you know what i mean this is not yeah. like this is not like oh that you know they've been playing together for a couple of years like these dudes came up through the system together uh, close you know a year apart but like that's you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's and then uh, played on the line
1: together, look to be part of the next generation. Like, right.
2: We're kind of labeled as the, the future of the team. Um yeah, I mean it's definitely that it's understandable. And and as much as uh I, I think that it's a great trade and all, uh, it's definitely, you know, people like Mantha. Mantha's a cool guy and clearly the team loves him. And uh the, the one screenshot that got me was in larkin's goodbye uh instagram post he had like a goodbye instagram post to mantha and then mantha was the top reply and he replied like see you later brother with a heart emoji and then aa replies with a heart emoji and i was oh, like oh my no. gosh i was oh, like oh no. you gotta be kidding me well so that one, yeah, that screenshot of all Larkin, Mantha, and I see you all right there commenting, like, love you to each other. I was like, oh my gosh, that one stings a little bit, but
1: that's very sad. Uh, and Larkin, I mean, you bring up AA, that's now two straight deadlines losing a good friend who he kind of came up uh, right. in the wing system with last year. It was Athens, see you this year, it's Mantha. And uh, he had another quote about that too. It said, it'd be really nice to not say goodbye to friends at the deadline and be sellers instead. Um, so that was uh just just another 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 sad uh kind of dose of reality for uh, the the overall impact of of what transpired on Monday. But on the flip side, I woke up on Tuesday to to photos of Anthony Mantha in practice with the capitals. And I gotta say he looks pretty happy. Hard to not be happy when you're playing on a second line with with Oshi and Backstrom, like practice lines came out and it was like, wow, Uh, good for him. Uh, But he was, he was still pretty shaken up by the trade. He said after uh, when, in his media session, he said he woke up to a text after his pregame nap from Eisenman that said, call me ASAP.
2: Yeah, that's tough. Anytime you, you, uh, anytime you, you, uh, you sleep through the call, that's, that's always a, a rough go. And, and I think, um, I mean, yeah, like, uh, you know, happy for him because he gets to go and play for a competitive team for probably the first time, and and he's he becoming a pro. Um, so like that's cool, and he gets to play with a lot. You know, he, he should have have some fun, man. Have some fun, Ant. like the the pictures of of him smiling. He seems like a happy boy all over there. So so obviously wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, the the sleeping through that, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a rough day. Well, and I think the office there was like
3: an extra added little bit of sting too, because you know in that offseason he signs that contract. I think what four years, five point seven million. You think, okay, I'm here yep. to stay. I'm I'm one of the pieces that's going to be for this team. I'm like a cornerstone piece going forward. He he's starting to finally feel secure. And I mean, there were always rumblings that you know everyone but Larkin and like Zadina were available at the trade deadline, but you don't think with a $5.7 million cap that you really are a piece that could be traded for. And then, like you said, Scott, you wake up to that text. Imagine your heart's got to sink. And then, you know, you feel for the guys in the locker room too. Just, you know, like you said, it was seven years Larkin and Mantha came up to the league together. That's just, it's tough, but that's unfortunately part of the business. You got to do what you got to do to try and make the team better. And Eisman saw an opportunity to make the team better in his eyes.
1: Um, this might end up making the, the, the episode, this episode is probably going to run a little long, but we, we have a lot to talk about, but I, I just wanted to like touch on one more thing because Greg Wyshynski put out a uh, tweet last night. He said that he got a text from an NHL GM and it said like, wow, I wish Stevie would have let us in on that. And then we've seen, you know, things about how nobody knew that this was coming. I I'm so confused about, the reality of what this situation was because we've been hearing for months that mantha is available we've been hearing it from elliot friedman like uh we've been hearing it from craig button like we've been hearing it from the nhl's top insiders and then for an nhl gm to not know he's available and like there was even a it's not just even all year it was there was i think it was david pagnotta uh put out on monday morning he's like Hey, Bertuzzi and Mantha, very available today. Like, how did NHL GMs not know that this was out there? Like, I'm so confused about what the reality of this situation truly was. I
3: I feel like there's a difference between being available to listening to offers and actively trying to trade a piece. I think I agree. I think Mantha and Bertuzzi he was would listen to offers for, but I think at the last second an offer came through that he couldn't refuse. I don't think at any point. I personally don't think, obviously, my personal opinion, I'm no expert, but I don't personally think Eisenman was going out of his way trying to ship Mantha. I think there was just an offer he couldn't refuse.
2: I I totally 100% agree. That's that's spot on lockstep with what I was going to say. I think there's a very big difference between actively shopping and someone being available. Um, And and I think that, yeah, I, I agree with Brian. I think that um it just got close to the deadline he got an offer that was clearly in the wings favor and just you know let it fly
1: all right uh we will get into our interview now with amy rothenberger of lockdown cap she really does uh, a good job of describing to us what kind of player jacob braun is what he brings to the table what his shortcomings were how he fit uh in with the different coaches that washington has had over his tenure uh and all that good stuff but first i got to talk to the folks today about betonline.ag it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action we're getting close to playoff time folks we're getting close to the dog days of the red wing season when they're you know in the back stretch and uh you know who knows things might be a little bit interesting maybe maybe just start placing bets on the red wings maybe this the what we've seen the past two nights are the new look detroit red wings uh and you, maybe they'll win you a little bit of money who knows uh BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time and updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline, even as you covered for all the news and the scores, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use our mobile device today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Here comes Rasmussen, third period underway,
2: circles in and in front, scores! Adam Ernie! He's got his team leading 11th goal, and the Red Wings have the lead in the game, one to nothing.
1: Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Segment three here at Locked on Red Wings. We're going to kick it to the interview with Amy Rothenberger in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys, go follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Red Wings. Please do us a favor. Uh, subscribe, share this episode with somebody you know. Tell this uh podcast to to somebody that who you know that likes the Red Wings. Uh, it's the best way for us to grow, and subscribing is the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode. It will be downloaded and waiting for you when you wake up each and every morning. We go five days a week here. We get you your Red Wings fix and uh, it's a great time. So without further ado, Amy Rothenberger, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. We are here with (laughs) Amy Rothenberger from lockdown capitals here to talk a little bit of uh, Jacob Verana, Richard panic, but I want to actually start with this because like the the thing that came out was what or Detroit fleeced Washington. And I think that Detroit definitely got a really good deal for Anthony Manta above what I think anybody would have expected. Uh but at the same time, like if if he's Manta and he like is just like somewhat good, I think, you know, this team the, the Capitals are probably pushing for another Stanley Cup and, and if they end up making it to the finals or something along those lines, like I don't think you can say in any way that Washington really lost this trade. So I I guess just on its face, what is your kind of overall perception of the trade?
0: I think it's a relatively fair trade based on two things. Number one, everything you've just told me about Anthony Mansa kind of goes the same for Jacob Verana they're very similar players in terms of their ceiling and their potential in terms of how the organization tended to look at them. Um, And they both got drafted from, you know, you know, Anthony Mantha got drafted by Detroit. Rana was drafted by Washington, got brought up through the AHL, really had, you know, basically he was a star on the rise. He kind of, you know, really made an NHL name for himself in that season leading up to the cup run. And that was his first NHL season. And people forget that. And it was a while ago and we haven't really seen he, he too runs and fits and starts. And you know, when he's hot, he's hot. And when he's not, he's not. And he too was also recently benched. Stop me if this stops sounding familiar. Yeah. Um, But uh, he was benched for two games in a row. And, you know, Lovulet really didn't like what he was seeing out of him. The same goes for Richard Ponick in terms of having been benched recently for performance. But in terms of what, you know, to answer your question, in terms of what you guys got in return for Anthony Mantha, what I think people aren't paying attention to is – the $2.75 million cap hit that comes with Richard Ponick. Mm. And I think those picks that came along were to kind of make up for that. Mm. And, I, you know, so when people see, like, two players and two picks and go, oh, my God, all we're getting back is, you know, Anthony Mantha," they think maybe there's been, you know, some done wrong there, but I think when you actually do all the math, it's a pretty even trade.
1: Yeah, I saw, like, uh, and I know, Scotty, you got the uh, the next question here, but I saw a tweet. It was, like, um, essentially, if you just think about it as, like, Mantha for Verona in a first and then Panic in a second, or, and then, you know, the Capitals give up Panic uh, or throwing throw in the second-round pick as kind of a sweetener to pick up panic, similar to a deal that the Red Wings made for Mark Stahl over the offseason, right. like it becomes more understandable, I guess you could right. say, like yeah. on its mm-hmm. face. Um, and I totally get that. Like I a hundred percent agree, but uh, Scott, what do you got?
2: Yeah. I think just to close on that one, I also think like Manta, if he's playing his best hockey, that's a pretty team friendly deal too. And that's what he just signed it recently. That's three or four years left on it. I mean, that's, that's definitely, I'm, I'm sure, taken into account a little bit, too. Um, so, Verona, uh, specifically, we kind of touched on him. You, you kind of have a lot of similarities to, uh, to Mantha, His, like, style of play and his fit, I guess, what's the, what's the believed ceiling for him? Like, at, at his best, I guess, what could we be getting in return?
0: At his best, you could probably get between a 20 and 30 goal scorer a season, Um, You know, he's had, I think he's, he had his first 20 goal season last season, maybe, or the season before, but I don't think he's been back there yet. So, um, yeah, I think he's, he's more than capable. I think, you know, let me tell you a little story about Jacob Verana. I told this to the ladies from Lockdown Flyers last night, actually, when I talked to them. But um, but I don't think they posted it. And you guys can feel free not to post it here if you don't want to either. But he's, I think, he's a kid. He's, he's still in a lot of ways a kid. And he's a kid who's very in his head about his play. Um, he reminds me a lot of Andrei Burakovsky, like right before the Caps let him go. But a few years back, there was um, a Swedish Heritage Night at a Caps game, where after the game, a whole bunch of people from the Swedish embassy, and the first random people out on the concourse who wanted to sign up, got to go down on the Caps ice and play broomball after the game. <laughs> and during that, a few of the guys came out from the locker room, sat on the bench and watched. And one of them was Verona. And one of my buddies was playing broomball. I did not play because I am far too injury prone to take that off. <laughs> but one of my buddies was playing, and he took the opportunity to go up and say something to Verona, who that night had had a really good night, had a few really good scoring chances, just didn't happen to hit the back of the net, and said something to Verona and said, You, you played a really great game tonight, or whatever. And Verona said, No, I didn't. I didn't score.
1: Mm.
0: And he said, Yeah, but you look great. No, no, I should have scored at least one of those. Mm. And he was really like, what my friend had told me was he was like visibly upset about it. And he was like, I bet I probably couldn't. He said, I bet I probably couldn't even score if I went out and play broomball. Like he was, he oh, was, geez. he, yeah. he, he, he was, was mad at himself. Now this was a few years ago, but if you know that about him, and then you're the person who hears that Peter Laviolette's going to healthy scratch him a couple of times because he's not playing up to potential, then what? Right. Mm. So, um, I say all that to say, take good care of my baby. (laughs)
1: Because,
0: um, he is, he's a nice kid. He's very sweet. Um, and very silly and a very happy drunk. As we all learned during the celebration. Um, that
2: video is so funny. (laughs) There's several. I mean,
0: (laughs) which one? Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. My, my, my favorite, I think, of all of the... How's <laughs> the House pasta, Devante, is my favorite. My very favorite. <laughs> um, but my second favorite is... It's just a still photograph, but a bunch of them went and got tattoos. And he oh, got them
2: yeah.
0: on his forearm. <laughs> right here, and he yeah. lifted up yeah. his t-shirt yeah. to show it off. And I was like, Great. dude, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good team player. I think he he benefits from having some sort of leadership in the room with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really, I mean, he was really good friends with a lot of the Cavs. And, actually, we were talking about Madison Bowie before. Um, you guys are going to have to pick somebody who's going to, are you ready for this? hold his hand on the way out on
1: the
0: <laughs> There has always been somebody, it was originally Madison Bowie, and it was a tradition they brought up from when they were in Hershey together, but somebody walks behind him and holds his hand as they come out of the I tunnel onto the ice. I love it. And when Bowie left, Nicholas Backstrom took over, which is kind of against type for Nicholas Backstrom. <laughs> But um, you guys are – he's going to have to find somebody to hold his hand. I think maybe it will be Christian Juice because he's familiar.
2: Mm, yeah. It's fair. That's fair. Um,
0: but you need to be on the lookout. Somebody That's awesome. I love that. And, I, you know, the more I thought about this last night, the more I thought the Cavs really don't like – and this is not just a Brian McClellan thing. This was a George McPhee thing too when he was here – they don't like negotiating with RFAs who are arbitration
2: eligible. Mm, sure.
0: Um, and that's what Verona is. So mm, why not say, "Hey, you can have him."
2: Right. Sure.
0: Um. So yeah, I've I've danced around the entire question so much that I've forgotten what it was. Did I answer it?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was about it was about Latin, just how uh, things worked out there. But what about Richard Panic? Is, is there, we've, you know, it's been you referred know, to as the cap dump. Can he still have an impact? Is he a valuable depth piece? What's, what's the deal there?
0: He might be a valuable depth piece. Um, he, he does go on a scoring tear every once in a great while. I think if I'm Wiserman, what I'm looking for out of him is a veteran presence more than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's a guy who can play hockey. Like, he's a warm body for
1: you. He's Sam Gagne.
0: Okay. I, again, I don't pay much attention to the Detroit Red Wings, so I don't know. Um,
1: Nine points in 36 games. That's right up Sam Gagne's alley. Right yeah,
0: that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, he's he, he's a guy, and he's a guy who can give you some veteran presence. Um, you know, he's a good guy. He's not, you know – Again, he's not one that is going to you know give you a great great quote or you know cause any waves in the room or anything like that he's He's good to go wherever he is, and that's why you don't hear much about him around the league i mean he's He's been a few different places um but uh, and and now Detroit's just one of them but, um,
1: just a traveling but, man
0: Yes, he is a traveling man he is he is a hockey guy. That you are getting along with your with your hockey guy with much potential that you must take care of and wrap it up around <laughs> and 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 be nice because there are a lot there are a lot a lot of Cats fans whose hearts are broken to see Verona leave.
1: Excellent. We will we will certainly do that and we hope you treat Anthony M- Mantha right as well. Maybe with a cup in 2022, you know, yeah, I mean, you take, the the I mean... take the year off. take the year off for no real. Purpose, but uh, <laughs> you know, just just well, figure it out. So getting ready for getting next year. Younger, we can't. Like, start <laughs> I know. Things out. I know. I know. I'm rooting for you guys, but selfishly, um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you know bad things happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much, Amy. This was a thank this was you. An absolute ton of fun. You and, are uh, very welcome anytime, gentlemen. I was gonna say we have to do a later on in the season. Maybe we'll do like a uh, hey how's it going type of deal
0: sure, sure. Nice. update
1: trade update <laughs> All yeah right. thank- there you go <laughs> thank you amy we uh, really appreciate your time today
0: thank you you guys too you're locked on red wings your daily podcast on the detroit red wings part of the locked on podcast network